So welcome everyone. We are on a new episode with Coffee with Christy and I have Sonia Shaw with us and she's the owner of Amp Fitness. And so thank you so much for being oh, here. Of course. I'm so excited. I know. <laughs> so the really cool thing is that uh, we know similar people and that's how we got to meet. Yeah. And so you have a fantastic story that I heard would be great to share with other people out there. And um, so first things first, how did you even, or has fitness always been a part of your life? Okay, so fitness has not always been a part of my mm -hmm. life. Um, growing up, my dad was very strict, and after my mom passed, we were kind of, I mean, locked, I say locked up, mm -hmm. but it was mainly come home from school, do your work, mm -hmm. cook, clean, and then repeat the next day. There was no sports or anything like that. So fitness hasn't been, fitness and sports have never been a part of my life mm -hmm. until about eight years ago. What about um, healthy, like you said, what about eating? I know we talked about this before yeah. and having healthy eating and incorporate it into our households. Did you have that when you were growing up? So when I remember when my mom had left my dad, um, we didn't have very much money or resources mm -hmm. and we were pretty much just eating whatever handouts we got. Mm -hmm. um, so eating was mainly like top ramen and, mm -hmm. you know, cereal. Mm -hmm. Whatever was available through the handouts is what we kind of ate. Mm -hmm. When we lived with my dad, um, you know, his goal was try to fatten us up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then we started eating a little bit healthier, but I wouldn't say healthy. Mm -hmm. But he did give us a lot more different options more to variety. eat. Yeah. Don't you think, um, I'm, I think I'm a little older than you are, but I think back then there was a lot of processed foods. It was, it was definitely, you know. We came from our parents, had to work, our moms mm -hmm. had to work. So you found a lot of the processed foods on the shelf. That's yes. where you saw the Hungry Man's and all the like box cereal uh -huh. and everything. So the TV um, dinners, which TV were like dinners. a treat, you yes. know, macaroni oh and cheese, um, rice-a-roni. My, my kids are constantly trying to ask for Lunchables. Oh gosh, and those are like the worst. Yeah, they're the I worst. cringe. I'm like, yes. field trip? Okay. Anything else? Yes. No. No Lunchables. I'm all they, maybe twice a year. Yes. They get mad at me. And they don't like, even eat at all. It's just the fun of it. But I think, yes, yeah. the concept of George has Lunchables or something. Yeah. It's like, no, this is not even healthy food. Yeah, and no. For I don't reals. think I've ever given my child a Lunchable. But growing up, that's probably something that you and I would have had. Oh yeah. Yes. And it would have been a total treat. And, yeah. um, I think back then it was more like either you had the families that everything was from scratch mm -hmm. or the families that were just constantly going and mm -hmm. there was no time. I mean, ever since I was eight, it was me actually even before that me cooking for my siblings and you know, my family. So oh, wow. as an eight year old who was never taught to cook, it was whatever I can get. Yeah. I mean, you know, so a lot of pasta roni and you know rice roni and things I, like that and um, chicken of course but yeah. like um it was always with something packaged because that's all I knew yeah and growing up and getting older that's all I kind of knew like I remember when I met my husband I was cooking every single kind of hamburger helper and it was a treat I, to I just try each yeah and day. how I don't think I had hamburger helper since, I don't know, maybe 20 years, 20 years ago yeah. or something. I was standing there in the market staring at all the hamburger helpers. <laughs> I was helpers. like, do I well, want to buy a <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been, like you said, 20 years. Yeah. And, but that, that, that was, was a like, thing back then. That was a norm. Yeah, it was a total so normal thing. you just throw in the ground beef or whatever. You and call it a meal. They even did a tuna casserole. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was in the market the other day, and I was standing there staring 
Like at this like, wall. Yeah. Hamburger helper. Oh my going. gosh. Flashbacks. <laughs> During COVID, I did some um, grocery night stocking. And mm-hmm. I remember that the noodle aisle was my aisle, the aisle I chose yes, to yes. do. And I remember stocking the hamburger helpers mm-hmm. at night. And it was like, oh, I just brought back so many memories. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is so bad. And I would cringe and like, you know, some of the people are like, oh my gosh, those are awesome. I'm like, no, they're not. Did you look at the back? Yeah. <laughs> Did you look at the nutritional value? The ingredients yes. is yeah. number one. Like, forget about what's, you it's know. It's not a real pasta. Yeah. yeah. So, so you are eight years old cooking for how, are you the oldest? Uh, I am the oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a brother and sister, and then I have two half siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, we got separated when my mom passed, and I recently found them. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was, it, it's been... You went with your, you and your siblings with your dad, and then they went with their dad type of thing? Their dad gave up rights, so they didn't oh. go with their dad, but they went with the foster um, parent, and because oh. we were half and half, like half, yes. and my mom passed, um, I was never given rights to be able to see them. Mm-hmm. So as an adult, I just searched forever, and I finally found them. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of hard because you're trying to reestablish a relationship, and they don't remember me. They were babies when I took care of them. Oh, my gosh. But I remember them. Yes. And I remember the first time I talked to them, I'm like, I love you. Oh, just kidding. You don't even know me. Like how? To... <laughs> and I felt so weird because I love them. I knew them, but yes. they didn't know me. I was just this stranger, you know? Yeah. They were infants when we got separated, but yeah. You're like, I always had a place in my heart for you that oh, just always, never, went never ever went away and that wasn't that would definitely not have been common for your dad to take on even yeah to take them on along with well he guys. tried oh he did yeah oh, but nice. you know with adopting kids you have to have so many rooms and as now a single parent yes. it just was not like mm-hmm. my dad worked every single day from you know seven in the morning till eight at night so mm. he never had a break he never I mean he was trying to work to provide for us mm-hmm so yeah, it was me who was, um, and my siblings, you know, that were trying to just take care of each other. How old was the youngest one when you were cooking for everybody at eight years old? Um, she, well, they were like so close together. I think they're like 10, 10 or 11 months apart, but she was, um, I want to say when we all got taken away, they were two and one. Mm-hmm. So, and then you're the ones that went, and then I have, them. um, my, my brother's about five years younger than me and my sister's one year younger than me. So, wow. Seven and pretty much mm-hmm. three still. Yeah. My really brother was young. little. You had a lot of responsibilities as an eight year old. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that, um, I think we be, I think that was normal. Like, yeah. Like, so young, and then I think it was back then it was more a sur- survival. Yes, it wasn't it was. about like, you know, you everything have... our kids have now. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. So, it was so more... different. I don't think that it, it's funny because when my parents say something, you're like, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. And now we're telling our children, like, yeah. you have no idea what we went through as kids. And, yeah, it was so but different. It, but I think that's the goal as parents is you always want to make your better. children's lives better than yours. 100%. And that's not to say that we had bad upbringings. Yeah. It's just that you're trying to make life easier, easier. for them. I don't know if that's always the good yeah. thing, but... And there was a period of time, like, when my um, we first got taken away from my mom, that my, my dad's sister, my aunt, she stepped in and was helping with us. She would pick us mm-hmm. up from school, you know. But there was a time she couldn't do it anymore. But that time, I, you know, I, I soaked in a lot and learned mm-hmm. a lot, too. So are you a great cook? I would say no, but my <laughs> husband says I am. I think he's just... I twisted his brain and manipulated it to where he thinks I'm a good cook. I don't know. I, it's like I see what all these other people do and maybe because it is more health related that I cook that way, uh-huh. you know, 
Maybe it's when I actually try other people's food and it's more, you know, I don't flavorful. know. Not even flavorful, just rich. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just a little different. They think I'm a great cook. So I think that's all that matters. I can honestly say my husband is a better cook than I am. Your and husband? I have no qualms oh, in saying that. So I would not allow Chris to cook. He'll cook more. Cook better, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I guess it depends, right? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, so so at eight years old, you were doing the cooking. There's not a lot of sports going on, mm -hmm. not a lot of activity. And you're right, it was survival. Yeah. So going into junior high, high school, did you see it? Did you start to transition or was it still pretty much the same? Did you carry on the same routine all through high school kind of the same routine mm -hmm. but I did um you know you see all your friends doing sports and mm -hmm. after school things and going to this and dances mm -hmm. and having all these things you know that normal high schoolers would do um I had remembered I told my dad kind of the the start of where I kind of liked fitness and um was I told my dad I had to take this Thing as a senior to be able to graduate and it was being an athletic trainer's aide oh, yeah. so that was my way of being able to go to the games and stuff <laughs> and that's when I got a taste of like you know running in the field and helping the players and stuff and I was like I like this like I don't know what direction I wanted to take it in but that it planted a seed yeah um now I wouldn't say anything started growing until probably right after my first child okay um I I had a lot of health issues and my dad was also diagnosed with heart failure. And oh. at that point, he wasn't living with this yet. And I remember um, when it first started is, you know, he was in the hospital, like, he would get released and go back in. Oh, he had wow. stroke. He had a heart attack. They, I had got him on the um, Loma Linda heart transplant list. Oh, wow. And I remember them telling me, honey, I don't think your dad's going to live past a couple months how, if he's lucky. How old was your dad at the time? Um, I want to say he was 40, in his 40s, late That's really 40s. young. Maybe late 40s, early 50s. And they yeah, were... Yeah, early 50s. And they were already, like, giving They him. were, his heart, what happened is all the main leads, it wasn't even like they can go on and clog and they were dead. Mm -hmm. So they told me the only way to keep him semi-alive was to keep him alive long enough to where your heart bypasses itself, I guess, with smaller um, leads or art, I don't know, whatever they call them. Mm -hmm. I did learn a lot through that. Um, I remember them giving us the heart diet and I remember starting to I research then. And that's when things started to change is when I was like, dad, we got to keep you alive. Like you just had a granddaughter, you know? And, um, my dad did have purpose because he's in love with my girls. Um, but that's when it kind of started. And then I got into juicing. Okay. And then from there, juicing kind of opened up the door like, oh, I feel better. Like, what else can I do? So I started reading and researching and just trying mm -hmm. new things with him and myself. Mm -hmm. um, so after that, you know, implemented it with my new boy when she started eating and then my husband. And then I remember the market back in, I don't know, what was it, 2008 or somewhere around that it crashed. Mm -hmm. We both lost our jobs. Wow. And it was like, what in the, I remember having, a, you know, a newer baby and what in the world are we going to do? And my dad was going through his health issues. And I remember him like finding a job out of the industry of the housing market. Your dad? My husband. Oh. And it was for um, like a, like a higher end bodyguard, you know, where they help um, guard the celebrities and stuff. And I remember him needing to get into shape. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. what in the world are we going to do? You know, like, do we go running at night? And then, you know, we're already starting mm -hmm. to eat better and look at labels um, but it didn't, I mean, it wasn't fully yet, you know, cause mm -hmm. I was just learning. And then I remember joining a boot camp. Before you yeah. tell me about that, what did you do? Cause you were in corporate America and you lost your job. 
due to everything going on at that time. So what did you do before? So I worked for a cabinet company. I was a customer service manager. I went out of there maybe maybe like a year out of high school. It was one Mm -hmm. of my first main jobs. And I worked myself from the bottom top, never went to college. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just, I loved it there. And then I got my husband a job there. Mm -hmm. And he was doing another total different thing, but we had all of our eggs in one basket. Got it. So we ended up losing the condo that we had bought together. Um, but it was a blessing because what happened was I was able to, we were able to move because we mm-hmm. were stuck in a, you know, a crazy um, adjustable rate and all that. Right. So it's funny because when you look back, you're like, man, that was God's plan. Like yes. I look back and I'm thinking God knew I wanted, you know, we, my dad wasn't to pass away at that time. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to find a house where he can come live with us. So right. then I was able to take control of his, what goes in his body. Like mm-hmm. my dad is very um, dependent on whoever's taking care of him. So I was like, whatever he the ate caregiver. and gave to him, that was it. So it was like a blessing because. So he didn't even question you. He no, like, he would right, just drink it. it. And now he, oh my gosh, if we get out of the habit, it's like, where's our juices, Sonia? Or where's this? <laughs> or every once in a while, it's like, I need some other food besides this healthy food. And which is <laughs> yes. fun, you know, you have to have balance, but. Um, yeah, we were able to move him in with us and, um, it kind of went from there with, with nutrition as far as nutrition is concerned. So it's a little bit of, uh, again, survival because yeah. you're, it's like, how do I get my dad to survive? And then yes. my husband, and you then know, your husband to be yeah. able to keep the new job that he has. Mm-hmm. He has well, he didn't even shape. get it. It was to, um, to try out for it. He ended up not even going oh. that route, which was kind of funny, but it but still opened up the door. It still opened the door it's like a, and it was meant to be. Right. Start, like you yeah. said, back then you planted a seed and now mm-hmm. all these little things are starting to Start. water that seed. Yep. Wow. Okay. 100%. So then, then you joined a boot camp. Joined a boot camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I told him as the wife, I would come with you, you know, and help and oh, we would so do this together. Join the boot camp? Yeah. On a group oh. on. Okay. Um, and that was my first time ever really besides running up and down a hill yeah. working out. Uh-huh. And I fell in love with it right away. It was like, this is what I was meant to do. Like, yes. And then just seeing your body transform, your mind transform, just everything transform. You wanted, like, I wanted more. I wanted yeah. to know what, what is this? Like, then it opened the door even further for nutrition. Cause then I'm like, oh, duh, this goes with this, Close. you know? What so do they yeah. say? Eighty percent of it is food, and the other twenty percent is exercising. Do you yeah. believe in that philosophy? Kind of and kind of not, because I think a hundred percent needs to be you. Like, oh, I like that. Like it needs to be you, and you know, like they always say um, motivation, and I'm like, what happens when the motivation wears off? Then it becomes habit, and then it becomes a lifestyle. Like it has to be a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you don't make it a lifestyle, it's just going to be a temporary thing. And why would you want? health to be temporary Mm -hmm. like to me it has to be permanent in order to you know like I would never want my kids to go through being in a hospital room being told my dad's gonna die you know like never like I don't want it to be my fault you know of not taking care of myself and um, I think that's why I teach my kids to why you're gonna eat this or why you're eating this or why you're not eating this or why you shouldn't eat this because you know you still let kids have fun but I also teach them there's a balance. Like, yeah, we can yeah. go out for a treat, but, you know, you need this and this for your body to move and survive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so my dad ended up getting off the transplant list. And they said, look, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. They're like, he's not going to need a transplant. If we do give him a transplant, he won't survive as long as he's already surviving now. So it was kind of cool. It was like, wow. and kind of scary because I felt like the transplant was insurance. Like yeah, yeah. if something were to go wrong, at least he has that to back up on, you know? Yeah. And it's still scary because he's in pain and he doesn't, I mean, there's some other issues. So, I mean, it's still nerve wracking, but I noticed when 
he's on point with his nutrition, it's a lot better for him and all of us. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. But the fact that he got off the transplant yeah. list is enormous. It's big. And he yeah. was taking like 30 pills a day. He's still taking a bunch. I want to say it's like 12, 13 pills a day. I do his, all his medication, but... I mean, there was a lot of things that we got to change and take him off of because mm-hmm. of that. And it was all nutrition. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So you joined this boot camp to yes. support your husband to get this uh-huh. job that he doesn't end up getting. But you guys are like, oh, we're already joined. So let's and stay. Let's stay. And okay. then we didn't have a job. So it was like once the Groupon ran out, you know, we we're like, oh, no. Then they gave us another deal and we were able to stay longer. Okay, okay. Um, so once we extended it and then it was like. I was like, I want to be that train, like the trainer. Like I, I admired them. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be like, I want to be them. Like I want to do this. I want to help people. Like I felt like if they can help me feel this way, I want to do that in return. Yeah. So back. I, you know, eventually got certified. Um, and then I became a trainer. Yeah. So, and then it just evolved from there. How did you, how long were you a trainer at that facility before you went in on, went on to open up your own I want to facility. say maybe two and a half years. And then what? made you decide to go from being a trainer to to now owning your own place there are some things that happened there um and let's just say you know when you're in an unhealthy environment trying to get healthy you get out of it yeah and I don't think I even had a slight plan on what I was going to do it was Mm -hmm. just a matter of leaving and I remember my partner who is my partner now um we both were going through the same thing at the same place and we ended up leaving and um, talk, you know, talking, cause you know, when you have like something, um, the same, similar, mm-hmm. you kind of relate and it, you like people help each other, right? Yes. You, you meet to help each other. Yes. And, um, I remember I had so many people tell me like, where are you going? Where are you going to train? And I'm like, I don't have anywhere. We'll train out of your garage. I don't want to do that. And then it so happened we were talking and I was like, you know what? All the people who were asking me weren't even clients of that at that point. Um, so it was kind of, cause you started to do personal I had an, training, like an Instagram and stuff. Oh. And then I put out there that, um, me and him decided that we were going to go to this, this place and this, um, Randy at sweat opened the opportunity for us to sublease. Mm. So we went there and it, I was, I just Gina, threw it out Gina, there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's so, I, I love Randy. So he said, you know what? Just pay me a small amount. You guys can open your business here. And nice. I was like, okay, we okay. can do this. Let's throw it out. We threw it out there. I think we had like maybe. 11, like it was ladies only. Mm-hmm. My, um, my passion comes with moms and, and women, yes. you know? Um, is that who you, is that your predominant clientele? Yes. Okay. So we have two different areas that we do. We do like more on a three on one and then our class size is like 12 or less on with me as a trainer. Okay. So my partner does both men and women in there. And then my, our, we call it amp is primarily women. Like, Oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, I think everybody kind of caters to where their heart is like right. on fire for. Um, so yeah, we, we started there. Um, we ended up moving to Kyra's batting cages mm-hmm. after that. Cause we kind of needed our own little spot and we were the, um, in the Kyra's batting cages ever since then. So mm-hmm. I think we just hit a little over six years at Kyra's. Wow. Yeah. So how did you come with the name AMP? AMP means always making progress. And I feel like me and my partner, when we were talking, fitness has to be progress. Like, yeah. There might be a stop, but then you continue to make progress. Right. So I feel like the same thing with health. You, you're you just continuing. Like, you never stop. Like, so yeah. it was AMP. It just made sense. So so I have a question. So you guys just both lost your jobs. Mm-hmm. You, started pers- you started personal training. You started to be a trainer. 
How did you go from not having, um, because I don't, I'm, I'm assuming here, I don't know as yeah. a trainer, you're not making what you were making in corporate America. Oh yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So how did you go from that to now owning your own company? Well, when we did the fitness thing, cause we were blessed with the opportunity to be able to sublease, it wasn't mm-hmm. so much at, like the opportunity was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't take a lot of money, so to say it's mm-hmm. more of you working to get people. Got it. And so I think that's where it kind of went from that to that. And I don't even make nearly what I used to make in corporate America, mm-hmm. but I'm also able to be a mother. And without growing up most of my life without a mom, mm-hmm. it, to me, that's another thing. It's so important to be there for my children mm-hmm. and not, I mean, everybody, some, everybody balances different, mm-hmm. but I want to be a full-time mom. So right. I was able to design AMP working the hours, you know, that I do with other like-minded moms, um, and still be able to come home and be a full-time caretaker to my dad and a mother and a right. wife. So that's so, why. Yeah, that is my total why. And, mm-hmm. and just letting other moms know, like, don't be guilty of your time. And the thing is like, you know, I have opportunity to be able to work in the afternoon and stuff, but with our kids and sports, like it's so important for me to be there with them. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, right now that's a lot of sacrifice, not being able to mm-hmm. bring home the money, but I feel like the reward is way Outweighs everything else. Way bigger, yeah. Yes. Yeah, for us right now at least. So do you train in the morning and then your partner trains at night? No, we both do morning. Both do morning. He comes from Riverside. So our clientele is basically my – in the amp part, it's mostly just moms Mm -hmm. um, who want to get it done before because they have the same kind of schedule. You know, it gets crazy. We're trying to get it in Uh when we can get it in. And then let's be real. Like in the afternoon, yeah, some people can make the time, but things come up. Kids need help now. Kids are Mm -hmm. at home. Kids need to be – some sports are open now. There's no time for you in the afternoon, and, and like it just works for us. Like, And the thing with my clients, I don't want it just to be a workout facility. It has to be like, you know – I'm there for them past that. So like my job doesn't really necessarily stop, you know, at, mm-hmm. in the morning. It You continue to be there for them when they need it. Right. And I right. could do that from pretty much anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm all the field wherever. So yeah. that I, I, I love that. And I think you're right. It's like, um, when do you see us moms working out? We're working out at four, five, six o'clock in the morning. And when everybody else is saying, what are you doing getting up so mm-hmm. early? You're going, that's the time. That's me that time. Exactly. Five o'clock is me time. And, yeah. But at the same time, it gets your day going. going. Right? It's your yes. mindset. It yes. changes your mind. And mm-hmm. not only that, I feel like in the morning, if, if you can get in the habit of doing it, you don't feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. And us moms shouldn't feel guilty for taking an hour, you know, for our time. But let's face it, we do. Yes. And I'm like, if I can develop something to where we don't feel guilty, we're doing something mm-hmm. good for us, we're starting our day off right. Because I know mm-hmm. like talking with the other moms, if they don't get their workout in, they're kind of grumpy the rest of the day. Yeah. And that's the good thing about, you know, coming to a um, amp like with, with us is we keep them accountable. Like they miss it. Hey, where are you at? What's going on? Yeah. You know, check up on them. I don't want them just to feel like they're just a person coming in and out either right. because they, they are not just a person that come in in and out. Like I'm invested in their time. I want their families to feel, you know, the difference of having a mom who is healthy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those things are really important. So, so with that said, when did you start? I know you started changing your diet. Did you um, start taking nutritional classes or just was it a, doing all your research and then do you incorporate that with your clients? Yes. I took some online classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also took a holistic course that I got certified in, um, more for just how your body heals. You can mm-hmm. heal naturally with foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I do like the holistic approach. But yeah, um, kids versus moms, know, right? right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, nutrition to me is a big key because yeah. you can never out train a bad diet and you won't out train a bad diet or nutrition. I've heard that so many times. Yeah. No, and it's so true. And like, you know, what's funny is if you have a balance, it's okay to have, you know, have that here or there and you should yeah. mm-hmm. like, but I also feel like you need to be kind of set in, in knowing your body needs this or this to function, you know? Mm-hmm. And re- like maybe a couple of years ago, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. I knew something was wrong. Uh-huh. But if I don't have the right nutrition, it's if I eat something bad or whatever, it takes sometimes a week for my body to recuperate. And I mean, it's just, it sucks. And I know other moms like that. So like to be able to help them is, is something that, you know, I want to do and I want to be able to do. And without, I guess, actually going through it, I wouldn't, you know, you, you kind of go through things to know. Yeah. So I, sometimes I get frustrated, like, why does it have to happen? But then I give thanks like, Hey, if this didn't happen, I wouldn't have that kind, not that I wouldn't have compassion for those people, but I wouldn't have that understanding of how right. they feel, you know, and how this mom feels or how this person feels with this. But how um, did you figure out that something was wrong? Man, just feeling like junk. Um, because, you know, before when I was at the other place, it wasn't more about nutrition. It was more like how to get your body a certain way. Yes. Not focusing on the health part. Yes. And that was huge for me. Like, how am I going to tell, like, honestly, stuff that we did there triggered. I may have always had Hashimoto's, but it triggered it. Like Mm -hmm. things come out, you know, when your body's Mm -hmm. under a lot of stress and it wasn't nutrition based. And with that, I had to do a lot of damage control that I'm still working on, you know? And, but the other thing is I'm thankful I had to go through that to be able to help the moms. Like, and we did a lot of bikini competitions and some women can do that and never have any kind of. Did you compete? I did okay. um, a couple times. And I'll be honest, it was a struggle it's mentally. It's brutal on your body, right? It's brutal on your body. It's brutal mentally. It's not for everybody, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Um, because you see your body one way, it might not be the greatest. But once you see your body that way, you will never see your body the same again. And I've seen so many mothers, like, beautiful inside and out. And then they're ruined because, you know, they saw their body that way. And now they're all messed up with eating, you know, it creates almost like an eating disorder Yeah, and it's horrible. And I went through the same thing and I fought it and, you know, thankfully I was able to get out, but it's, it's just, it's just a different animal. And, and that to me too, is another thing that I could turn around and help my clients with. So people are really big on meal plans. I like to call it more of a guide. Like if you need a guide to get on track, yes, good, but let's teach you how to eat right. Or make the meals that you like a little bit healthier. Let's start, you know, doing this or that, or looking at the ingredients. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think all of us are just going to be, you know, eating a certain way. We, we like certain yeah. things like, okay, let's figure it out. And let's figure out how we can make that more um, nutrition based. Cause there is different ways. Like one of the things that I remember um, going to the gym, I remember having a conversation with you know, a mutual friend of ours mm-hmm. and saying it, it's, it's some of us came from the boxed mm-hmm. meal. Yeah. So knowing how to make a healthy meal yeah. is not, um, second nature to us. Yeah, no. So just even having like, hey, let's have a nutritional class. Has mm-hmm. anyone ever thought about doing like a nutritional class where you'd say, okay, this is how you prepare mm-hmm. your vegetables. This is how this is how you can season them season without them, having yeah. to have such a high uh, caloric, you know, intake or bad caloric intake, I should yeah. say. Um, knowing which foods are healthy, you know, and you're also 
it's today coffee's good, tomorrow coffee's it's bad. bad. <laughs> today red yeah, wine is good, tomorrow right? it's bad. So And that's why I say a lot of those things in moderation I think are okay. Yeah. It's just when we overdo anything. Right. Exercise, if you overdo it, is bad for you. Right. Um, yeah, so it's really like any of those things can be bad. And that's why I kind of made my Instagram is to kind of share things like that. Um, I haven't been as active on it um, since the COVID thing happened because when COVID did hit, it hit our business as well. Um, but thankfully, we have a, a good faithful bunch, you know, that helped us get through it. And it was survival again. You know, I went and found a job really quick working at a grocery store doing night crews so I could still be with my kids in the morning. But I was a zombie because, you know, they're doing school. Yeah. And then um, it was coming home and doing the workout videos for our clients to be able to still work out towards mm -hmm. something. And it was just rough. And I know if my nutrition was off, like if I ate something bad or whatever, I would, you there was day. It. And some days, you know, I, I was like, you indulge. Like you're, you're like, oh, I deserve it. But no, you don't deserve to feel like crap. Right. But yeah, you do it. And then it's, a rem to me, I'm always like, good. It's a reminder. It's a reminder that that's why you don't do that all the time or every day. You know how you should feel. Going back to Hodgkin's disease, so you said I didn't feel good. I knew I didn't, and and it was oh with the Hashimoto's, yeah. Oh Hashimoto's. So I started getting freezing, even like if it was ninety degrees outside, it'd be so freezing. Like, and then no matter how healthy healthy I was, I was everyone's like, oh you look great, but I knew I was gaining weight. Um, my hair was falling out and it was brittle. My nails were my they still crack, you know. And then I remember thinking, like, my dad's on all these pills. I don't want to be on a pill the rest yeah. of my life. But it does run in my family, you know. Did so. you go uh, – I mean, like, how did you get diagnosed? Did you just say, okay, this is happening to me, so mm -hmm. let me find out. And then they just did blood work for you? They or? did blood work. Okay. They told me, oh, I think your thyroid's off. And I'm thinking, yeah, okay, whatever. I was studying nutrition and health then. I knew something was wrong because, of, you know, the di the bikini competitions and exercising. Of course your thyroid's going to be all whacked out, you know. Yeah, and that's and with your – System oh really yeah, bad. we were training like you know crazy and not resting enough. Um, so yeah, I knew something was off, and I was like, okay, you know, what? I'll fix it with health. Started researching more stuff, and then more blood tests because I was feeling even worse. And there was days where I couldn't even like get like I had to get up, but I felt like I couldn't move. You know, like my body was I was just lethargic, and then um, my brain fog really bad. Like I couldn't even think about what you know. If we were having a conversation, I would just drop the whole thing. Um, so I got more blood work and they would kept saying your thyroid. And then I remember one doctor doing some other tests and she goes, you know what? You have um, the antibodies or whatever and you have Hashimoto's. We need to send you to a specialist. And they sent me to a specialist. And I remember them telling me, I remember thinking, I'm not going to take that pill for the rest of my day. I'm going to do this. And, you know, of course, I tried other nutritional ways, which I think kind of in the long run probably did some damage because I was supposed to be on the pill. Finally, I caved in and started taking the medic medication. I'm not saying it fixed everything. Heck no. But it did help, you know, like sometimes you have to have both. Mm -hmm. You have to have um, modern, modern it and, and health. Mm -hmm. But I can only imagine if I relied on just the pill to help me feel better, mm -hmm. there would be no way. Like, there would be no way. Because I know when the days that, you know, I'm not on, on point or I'm, you know, kind of fall off the ledge a little bit, I, I pay for it. Are there certain foods that are a must that you have every single day, especially not only for yourself and your health, but also your, yeah, your dad and his health. The kids, I think they kind of pick up whatever we're providing yeah. for them. So for yourself and for your dad, are there certain things that you're like, okay, this is what we need to incorporate every single day. And I'm not saying like every single day. Yeah. No, no. But every day we do have with at least two, three meals, we do have a vegetable. Yes. And at least two of the meals, we do eat fruit. Like, 
And my kids the same way. Like one of my kids is a very picky, very plain eater. So she'll have her protein, her fruit, her veggie, and then her good fat or whatever she's eating for the day. And um, the rest are the same thing. Like I'll cook every, every meal has to have a vegetable or whatever. And I'm not saying you have to eat all these vegetables, but we have to be mindful of putting those nutrients in our body. Um, So yeah, we do have a veggie, a green veggie every day, at least two or three times a day. And we do have a serving of fruits two to three times a day and a good healthy fat at least a couple servings of a good healthy fat a couple of times. Uh, an example of a good healthy fat is? So my kids love smoothies. I put hemp seeds on the top. Hemp seeds are like loaded with a bunch of amazing goodness. Um, they actually compare it to mother's milk. And avocado is like a big thing in our house. Everybody loves avocado except for one. So we avocado is a big one. Um, certain nuts like walnuts will do. Um, and I do use olive oil. My dad is from the Middle East, so olive oil has always been part of our diet, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so olive oil is another good, healthy fat that our family uses and thrives on because, you know, everybody's bodies are different. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. I, and I try to tell my clients that what I eat probably won't be good for you or vice versa. You know, like some people can eat certain things and mm-hmm. some people do better with certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's so just figuring out what works what for works. your body. And yeah, I've tried, tried a lot yeah, of different, different things. things. I went, you know, um, pretty much almost like no, I don't really eat dairy anyways, but no dairy, no meats, no nothing. I did that for like three years after I found out I had Hashimoto's and honestly doing that made me feel so much weaker, but some people thrive on that, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Cause then I could teach them, you know, what you can eat and how you can eat. Cause I've already had done yeah. that. So yeah, everybody's bodies, bodies are totally made different. Like I, these are all lessons mm-hmm. that you're experiencing that you can, that I can pass out and yes. help pass down and help others help others yeah so you did say that covid did affect your your business as a gym you were forced to close down correct yes so now i heard that you're allowed to have workouts but they have to be outside which are kind of hard yeah but even here in california 117 degree heat that's not exactly even at 5 a.m sometimes it's 90 degrees already outside so it's not something you want to do. Yeah. So, um, so you ended taking another job. What about your husband? Your husband. So you you started to talk about that he was going to be a bodyguard. Oh yeah. So he went into like bulletproof glass, I think, at that time, oh, okay. and he was traveling all around the United States installing bulletproof glass. And then once the market started going back up, he got back into the home business, and now. Um, he worked for a cabinet company again, like how we used to, and then he moved to a builder and he works for Lenar Home. So, oh, very cool. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Like he's back where you know he mm-hmm. loves like being around people and stuff. So he went and did that. I had a temporary job of stocking groceries at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it until you know your time runs out as a temporary employee. Yeah. And they're like, "You want to sign up permanently?" I'm like, "It's not gonna work." Like my, you know, yeah. it takes a lot. I have so. So much respect for those night stalkers. I never knew what they did. I never knew how they felt the next day or their yeah. lifestyle. You know, it made me appreciate. And then you stopped to get up. Were you yeah. still? Tra- are you still training, or you're doing videos for your clients? So now we have enough videos online that they can do. But we do have clients that um, still, you know, are kind of nervous. So they they we give them home workouts, and they do those from home. And then we have the few that want to come and work out. So yeah, we have a combo it's not um it just started picking up again i think every you know everybody's starting to get a little more comfortable mm-hmm. um we distance we clean we're we're all good about that um it's just not totally the same you know mm-hmm. but you know when you have a core group it kind of becomes like family like you're right oh man i remember the second time when you know they they closed they opened they let us open 
Right. And then they closed us back up right like I think it was like a couple of weeks. I it was weird. Or maybe a week. It was yeah, weird. I didn't even think it was that and I remember the moms, a couple like three or four of them begging me, Sonia, please don't close. You don't know, like this is bad. Like yeah. and how in the world am I supposed to close doors when I know that it helps somebody mentally? Like yeah. like that's rough and it's hard. And it's like, no, fitness and health are essential in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like they're major for kids yes. and everything. Like mm-hmm. do what we can to be safe and clean and healthy. But you also have to take care of your body inside and out. And being locked up or not being able to be around people right. is hard, hard for some. Some, some can do it. Awesome. awesome. But, but some, some, it's destroying, destroying them. And that's, that's what scares me. It really, it really has changed the dynamics of some of the mentality out there. Yeah. Not because, you know, like I tell people, I'm definitely a social person I yeah. need to I feed off of other people's energy oh, so to be told oh you have to that's what? It's, it's like, like what, what? huh <laughs> oh. I'm all before you know it was like a month okay we could do this but like me I was with the other people at the night stalking it was like okay you don't understand this is my therapy right now I get to be around them we get to like but that's true I, you know I told yeah. you you know I would go to that same gym and it was like our therapy we would stand in a circle and we would and exercise. just exercise yeah and this that part is sometimes you feel like a criminal you're like I'm not supposed to be around other I'm like we quarantined around each other the whole time like yeah so so now have you heard when the gyms could open up again so, so apparently yeah. other counties are starting to open okay. ours is like yeah I think ours is kind of slower. San Bernardino or LA County? San Bernardino. You guys are San Bernardino, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, so apparently, I think if we keep staying in this stage, maybe I think three or four weeks, they said that we can start, but we'll see how that goes. Like, you never know. Tomorrow it can be another loop. And I'm like, well, then there's another holiday, and then he, you know, know. closed for another holiday or something. I don't yeah. know. I just feel like, you know, we all got to just do what is best for us and our health like like I said be safe provide Mm -hmm. ways for clients to be safe Mm -hmm. but also we're providing something essential and I think like if we were actually given the opportunity to go in front of these people who are making the decisions maybe they might understand like no this is bad like you don't want a mom depressed you don't want a dad depressed you don't want anybody depressed kids right like Like they need this outlet and let's find ways to make it safe to keep open instead of just shutting down shutting down like you're taking too much away from people that they actually need. Like yes. it's a necessity to me, health and fitness. Yeah. Oh, you can do it from home. It's not the same like for everybody. Like I said, some people are great. They feed off of that. They work off of that. But others need to be in that environment. Others need each other to be able to, to, to thrive. Yeah. So before COVID happened, did you have any goals for 2020 that had to do with your company? Yeah. You know, I wanted to double our, our I like to keep our group small. Um, cause like I said, it is more, you know, personable, but I would have liked to, you know, make some of our time slots, you know, go from two to seven, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't have to stress out so much about money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it kind of threw a loop in there. Yes. Um, um, so now, so originally your, your why was to give back to other people, to other, to other moms predominantly, mm-hmm. that was your clientele, still is your clientele yeah. to, and, and I think as moms, we tend to put ourselves on the back burner. Always. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Actually don't know any moms that have said, okay, me first, me first. Yeah, no. no, they're always last. Yeah. I think yeah. it's, um, 
So to see moms have that opportunity to just take care of themselves. And it's not saying that we're changing them into try to be, like you said, the, to do a competition. No. no, it's just to get out there yeah. and feel good about yourself. Exactly. And like you said, I, I love what you said earlier. You said, I don't want my child to say, to see me in the hospital or my husband in the hospital. You want to be in your best health for your children. Mm -hmm. So that's your why. So since now... I, I like to be hopeful and say that, all right, tomorrow, it's not going to be the same as it was yeah. in January and February, but so now our goals are changing a little mm -hmm. bit. So in the beginning, you wanted to double. Have you thought about where you want to take the business from here? Have you, you've already made adjustments. You've put videos online for your clients. Mm -hmm. You know, you're definitely changing the way your business looks. Yeah. What are your future goals as far as that? I would stay, I say I still have the same goals. It's just a different route now. And I think what's actually, the one benefit of all this is we actually got something taken away. We, we don't take it for granted anymore, right? We actually, sometimes we kind of go through the motions. Oh, you know, gym will be there. Oh, workout will be there. But when you take that away totally, it's like, oh my gosh, like, no, like, you know, fitness equipment went up the roof. Like, oh my God, you can't even so many, find it. Yeah, I had so many people, would you want to sell your equipment? I'm like, no, that's my business. I will, I don't want, I mean, I appreciate them reaching out. It's awesome that they're all working out and, and taking care of themselves. But I feel like now that it's kind of been taken away, I feel like people will have a better appreciation for it, um, which in hopes, you know, would help our business grow too. I mean, we, we, I, I have a passion for helping people and I'm not saying just moms because let's be real. Like there's a mom, she comes home, she's feeling good. She starts cooking better for her family. What do you think is going to happen? You're not just helping that mom's health. You're, You're helping changing, changing the whole family. Yeah. The like the whole family. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. So it's just like, I mean, it's a ripple effect. Yeah. And it's just, it's kind of cool to be even like you appreciate it so much standing from the outside looking in to say like, hey, that mom's feeling good because of a tool that you provided. Yeah. Like you can have a table saw, but if you don't know how to use it, then what's going to happen? You're not going to build anything, right? So yeah, all these people, you know, you can have fitness equipment and all this, these books on health, but I want to teach them how to use those things, how to put them in your daily routines, how to, you know, if you fall off, get back and do good again, how to do challenges that are healthy and, you know, more, um, more, long lifestyle um, challenges, not just temporary, you know, let's lose 10 pounds and 10 inches. Like, that's not what I'm about. Like, right. I had so many people after the competition hit me up and say, you know, can you train me? Can you do this? And I'm like, it's not my passion because I've seen, I seen the darker side of it. I'm not saying it's for, you know, that it does that to everybody, but I seen what it did to a bunch of moms. And that's something I wasn't geared towards. I want to mm -hmm. teach a mom how to sustain, you know, her health for life. But yeah, that's just been... Have you thought about writing a cookbook or writing a, a book since now you you went from this eight-year-old yeah. who was just cooking to survive and now you're the you're it's you're still surviving but it's a whole different Literally. way because now it's like a lifestyle this is a good healthy lifestyle yeah. so have you ever thought about writing a cookbook or are do you do videos of what you're cooking on your Instagram? Sometimes I do. I do provide some recipes. Um, I think what's funny is I try to help build people's confidence, but in reality, my confidence lacks a lot. And I think that's just the lack of not having, you know, a mother figure or any other kind of building you up. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, I didn't have other women in my life trying, but you know, that constant, you yes. know, day on day thing that us moms provide for our kids. Yeah. 
Um, so I always think, oh, no one's going to want it or it's not good enough. So I'll just throw a little something out, you know, on Instagram. And if it helps one person, to me, that's like the best thing. Enormous. Yeah. Like it's just, I always say, if you can turn around and help one person in life, one person, that one person will turn around and help another and it'll be a ripple effect. And you don't need to know that you helped a hundred people. That one person is enough. Like, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Like to be able to just be an assistant to that one person. So do you personally have any personal goals that you want to accomplish? Yeah, Yeah. I would like to get a YouTube going and do more videos and get in front of the camera a little bit and share. Um, Because I do have some people asking for it. But like I said, it's just that's an obstacle I need to do. Okay, but you just said like two seconds ago. I have one person, but those, 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 that one person. See, I need a coach. You want to coach me? (laughs) I'll I'll cheer you on. Did you? Did you? I know. Anybody out there want to coach me into helping me build a YouTube? But yeah. There's the guy right there. Right? Up there. <laughs> record, record you right there. I know. <laughs> For real. But, but seriously, one if one person is asking you, yeah. it's because that's their way of asking you. you for help. And I agree 100%. Oh, if you can... Just, just get over that. See, I have my own obstacles I need to work on, but yeah. No, let me tell you. Yeah. Hello. Okay, so this podcast mm-hmm. was on my bucket list. A year ago. Oh, really? So yes. Yeah, so that. So so it took me a year. A year to just to, finally dive in. So and now it's like do it. Yes. It's and it was a conversation that we had. That's so so cool. it's the same thing. It's like that. Those people who are coming to you and saying, mm-hmm. "Do you have recipes? Do you have, yeah. you know, something?" That's that one person. So you might be just helping George. Or, yeah. No. And that's fine. That's all I. And that's all you want. Yeah. So it's just doing it. So that way you can. Yeah. That way you can. I think you're going to be amazing at it. I really do. I, I think when you. No, I put it in uh, video. So now I got to live up to it. <laughs> yeah. Up. Right. You got to hold me to it. So, Keep me accountable. Yeah, I, I think when you come from a place of. Um, abundance that you want to share with others yeah then the rest will come yeah i agree 100 yes. percent. yeah well thank you so much sonia for oh, joining of course. thank you for having me it's awesome provided us with a lot of great information and we'll put on the video where we could find you awesome. and that way if you want to find a class and take one of her awesome classes and then yeah. if you don't mind we could show your instagram yeah, as well Reach out and, and then we're going to be looking forward to some recipes she's going to be yeah. putting on <laughs> Like, and I'm like writing the list She's for her. Like, <laughs> I'm going to sign right here. Right? YouTube, the yeah, video, sure. cookbook. So I'll buy it. 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 <laughs> so thank you for coming yeah, out. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. It means a lot. Yeah, so look for her information. We'll put it on the podcast and we'll also put it on the Instagram. And yeah, it's yeah, so exciting. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. All right, guys. That's a wrap.